0: much you can save that's policygenius.com on this episode of the personal finance podcast we're going to talk about 13 financial goals that you need to achieve before the age of 40. and welcome to the Personal Finance Podcast. I'm your host, Andrew, founder of mastermoney.co. And today on the Personal Finance Podcast, we are going to be talking about The 13 goals that you should achieve before the age of 40. If you guys have any questions, make sure you hit us up on Instagram or TikTok at MasterMoneyCo and follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or whatever podcast player you are listening to this podcast on right now. And if you want to help out the show, leave a five-star rating and review. I cannot thank you guys for leaving those five-star ratings and reviews on your podcast players. I truly, truly appreciate it so that we can spread this message about building generational wealth. Also, make sure you're signed up for the Master Money Newsletter. We are putting out content every single week, and we are getting tremendous feedback on that. In addition to our YouTube channel, the Master Money YouTube channel, we are putting a ton of effort into these two areas and want to grow some of these areas. So, would love it if you guys check those out as well. Each week, we send out a bunch of news, some of the thoughts in the news. But in addition, we have a curated article every single week, and we deep dive into some topics that I think you guys would really, really enjoy. Now, today, we're going to be diving into the 13 financial goals to achieve before Now, this is an incredibly important episode because I know a lot of folks who listen to this podcast are looking to generate wealth. And what we're gonna be talking about here is the 13 goals that if you achieve these goals, you would be able to really have an amazing retirement and be very close to financial freedom as we proceed throughout our 40s, our 50s, our 60s, all of these various areas. Now, a lot of people listening to this podcast are very interested in financial independence or achieving financial independence, meaning retiring before, traditional retirement age. And that's what I want for every single person listening to this podcast, because our goal with this podcast is to teach as many people as possible how to build wealth. And I want to bring as much value to you as I possibly can, because that's the entire goal. It creates freedom for your life and generational wealth for you and your family. So today, as we dive through each of these, think about which ones you've already done or think about which ones you were working on and then go through the process of how can I achieve some of these goals? How can I get to this point before I'm 40? And if you're over the age of 40, don't fret because this is stuff where you can start right now. The best time to start is today. So making sure that you start today is going to be a powerful thing for you to do. So I'm gonna quit yapping and let's get into the 13 financial goals that you need to achieve before the age of 40. Number one is clearly define what your dream life is. So by the time you turn age 40, you need to know exactly what you want out of life, especially when it comes to your dream life. Now, maybe you change careers. and You're just starting a new career. That's completely fine. What we're talking about here is deciding what you want your money to do in your life, because there's one thing that money is there to do, and it's to bring you Value. So what do you value? What do you want your life to look like in the next five, 10, 15 years? And you can do this at any age, but at 40, you need to clearly have this defined. So what do I mean by that is mapping out your dream life. So this was inspired very early on by Ramit Sethi. And if you haven't heard our episode, we're gonna be talking about this. Talking about your dream life is incredibly powerful and having this laid out is going to be very powerful. So we'll link that episode up down below so that you can check it out. But going through the process, knowing exactly what you want out of life is exactly what creating your dream life is. So here are the steps to do it. Step one is to write down 25 bucket list items In the areas that bring you the most joy. Now, the reason why we are doing this exercise is you're just going to make an entire list of the things that bring you joy. Maybe you love fishing. Maybe you love golfing. Maybe you love yoga. We're going to talk about all these things in a second, but write down 25 things that you absolutely love that you want to put your dollars towards. Maybe you want to travel more. Maybe you want to spend more time with family members. Go through each and every single item that really brings you joy in life. Now, this is very powerful because once you start doing this, what's going to happen is you're going to realize there are certain things that I like more than others. And because of this, then we can kind of narrow it down. Now, step two is we're gonna use the five by 25 method. Now, what is the five by 25 method? That means out of these 25 items, you're gonna choose the five things that are most important to you. Now, this was inspired very early on by Warren Buffett. And Warren Buffett did this as an extreme productivity method where he actually went through in his life and he wrote down 25 things he was interested in, whether it be his family, his friends, social network, his business, this is generating wealth, his investments, all of these different things. And he picked five things in life. He focused on those five things. And he says that is how he became successful because he focused on these five things. Well, we're going to do the same exact method, only we're doing it with your dream life. Because like Paula Pant says, you can afford anything you just cannot afford everything now this is an important distinction to understand because you cannot afford everything that you want to do in life maybe some things are just much less important to you but you still want to do them. well guess what most people can't afford everything I want a private jet. I can't afford a private jet. You can't afford everything that you want in life. So we're going to pick out five of the top 25 things here. The third thing, we're going to map out what those dream life items look like. And we're going to be really, really specific. So I'm going to give you two examples here. Say, for example, that you want yoga to be an integral part of your life. You are obsessed with yoga. Every time you do yoga, it makes you feel amazing. You absolutely love it. You love the camaraderie with the people who do yoga with you. You love everything about yoga. You watch, YouTube yoga videos all the time you think of ways to get better at yoga you're doing all these different things well if you want yoga to be an integral part of your life maybe you want to go on some yoga retreats and so that's part of your dream life is to go on yoga retreats constantly money can help you do that or maybe you want to teach yoga to others and you want to learn how to teach yoga to others because you love giving back within the yoga community or maybe you want to be able to afford the best yoga clothes the best yoga gear And you wanna be able to buy all the food and supplements that help you become better at yoga. This is a yoga dream life for someone, so this can be one of your items on there. Money can help you afford all of the surrounding things inside of yoga. Or, say for example, you love fishing, and you wanna be fishing one, two, three times per week. Well, first of all, you gotta work on your time freedom so you can be fishing one, two, three times per week, but maybe you also wanna get the best fishing boat out there, a fishing boat that can go in the flats, but can maybe also go deeper and do some deep-sea fishing as well. Or you wanna be able to afford going on deep-sea charters a couple times a week so that you don't have to worry about the boat and all those different things. Or you wanna join a boat of the month club where you can go fishing whenever you want. And you also wanna be able to afford the best rods and reels. You wanna be able to afford going on exotic fishing vacations, maybe down to Boca Raton, Florida, and you go catch tarpon. Or maybe you wanna go into the Caribbean and go fishing. Maybe you wanna go to Australia or South Africa. This is something where money can help you afford this. This is your dream life. This is what you wanna do money can help you afford these things so you got to get real specific on what you want out of each of these five items and this might be five items within your household so maybe you and your partner are sharing this dream life together you need to be able to communicate this to each other and have those five items mapped out maybe you have common interests and then you each have your own interests as well that you want to be able to afford this is how you think through this the next one is you want to identify some ways that you can enjoy your dream life now. So identifying ways that you can enjoy your dream life now, you can ask yourself a couple of questions. Can we do this now? What is holding us back? And what can we do in order to spend more time and money that brings us joy and value? And what can we cut back so that we can bring this value into our lives? So these are some of the other questions that you want to do there. And then you want to create a vision of how you can allocate this to areas of your life. So map out your vision. How do you want to do this? What does your perfect day? Look like think through all of these different things. And if you haven't heard our episode, we're talking about the dream life. We go into great detail on all these. So I want you to make sure that you go and check that out because it's a really powerful episode that can absolutely help you through this process. And we have extra steps in that episode as well, but creating your dream life and having this mapped out is incredibly important by the time you hit 40 number two, you built up some career capital. So what is career capital? There's a book called So Good They Can't Ignore You by one of my favorite authors who is Cal Newport. If you've never read Cal Newport, he has some of the best books that are absolutely out there. And So Good They Can't Ignore You is one of the best career books that you can go through. And career capital is what are the skills that you have in order to be able to maintain a job but earn more money and produce more within your job. Why does this matter? This matters because you can earn a much higher income, the more career capital that you have. Now, this is not only just skills, but it's also your network and branching out within your network as well. So this increases your earning potential and it helps you build these marketable skills so that you can get better and better jobs. The better jobs you get have more flexibility. They allow you to do more things in life that you enjoy and allow you to spend more time with your family. Imagine if you could be a consultant instead of having to work a nine to five grind, but you can consult in an area of expertise, you're gonna have way more time if you're allowed to do something like that. Now, some challenges here are obviously lack of motivation. Some people don't have the funds or resources to understand how to get to that next level. So I'm gonna show you how to do that here. The first one is you wanna look at in your career, are there certifications that you can get? Meaning, are there additional certifications? For example, if you work in construction, There are certifications that you can get in the construction industry that are going to allow you to earn way more money if you have those certifications. In fact, for a lot of people, you can jump from an hourly wage of like $15 to $20 per hour all the way up to $50, $60 per hour if you get these specific certifications. Or maybe you can get more schooling to earn a lot more money. Say, for example, you're a nurse. Well, you can go back to school and become a nurse practitioner and earn $30, $40, $50,000 more per year by becoming a nurse practitioner. Think through this process, build out that career capital. What certifications or additional education can you utilize? The second one is your network. Now we have an episode with Jordan Harbinger who talks through networking and some of the best networking systems that I've ever seen, because it only takes you four or five, six minutes per day to continue networking, especially within your career. And we map out and go through that process in that episode. But if you build out a network, your network is your net worth. That sounds cliche. That sounds cheesy. It's true. Having a solid network is going to really help you earn more money. If you don't understand this yet, then you haven't started to build a network because that network is going to absolutely change your life if you can build out that network. So making sure that you are networking, making sure that you are continuously learning either through certifications, going back to school, if it makes sense financially and or learning different skills. So some of the skills that you can learn are Excel. Sales, marketing, these different things are going to help you earn more money. I cannot stress this enough on how important this is because your income is the catapult to building wealth. The more income you earn and the more you take those dollars and put them towards wealth building activities, the faster you can become financially free. That's the reason why we are doing this. We're not doing this for fun. We're doing this so that we can become financially free. And if you love your job, building that career capital is gonna help you enjoy that job so much more. If you're good at something, you're gonna enjoy it so much more. Number three is $0 in debt except for your mortgage. This is a really important one. Now, I want to talk about this a little bit as well because we want to be paying off that high interest debt before we're paying off that low interest debt. So what is the caveat here for all debt except for mortgage? Here's the reason. Once you hit 40, you want to become financially bulletproof. What I don't want for you is I don't want anything to happen in life that's going to deter you from getting to that financial independence point. Now, do you absolutely have to have a car paid off that has 2% interest or 0% interest? No, but do you have to have debt paid off that's 7, 8, 9% interest? Absolutely. And typically, your mortgage debt is going to take a much longer time to pay off, and it's going to have a lower interest rate than some other debt rates may have. Or if you have credit card debt, that needs to be gone. I cannot stress this enough. It's a pants on fire emergency. You have to get rid of that credit card debt. Now, if you are in credit card debt or you have high interest debt, we have a free course. If you go to mastermoney.co slash courses, we have a free debt course that teaches you how to get out of debt, how to build a debt payoff plan so that you can go through this process and get rid of that debt before the age of 40. You're after the age of 40, work on paying down your debt and getting rid of that debt except for your mortgage. Now, the reason why I don't care as much about a mortgage is most people have those lower interest rates on mortgage. It is much more difficult to pay off a mortgage, and I think it would take away from you investing your dollars and building generational wealth by investing instead of paying off your mortgage. Now, some people, if you hate debt completely, you want to pay off your mortgage, More power to you, but you got to see if it's right for you and your financial situation, because if you are not hitting your investment goals, but you're paying down your mortgage, you are not going to be able to become financially free as fast as you possibly could if you did not do that now also with your car payments you should not be having one thousand dollar car payments by the time you're in your 40s unless you have a ton of wealth meaning you have no issues less than five percent of your income per year goes towards car payments then fine you can have those But you should not be having these massive car payments once you hit your 40s. You need to get those cars paid down, and you need to start putting larger down payments down on those vehicles or getting slightly used vehicles and just buying vehicles better. Now, if cars are on your dream life, then that's a different story. But this is not something where I want you to have $1,000 car payments. It's coming way too common for people as they get towards financial independence. If you want to retire faster, you won't have those car payments. Number four, your emergency fund. So by the time you're 40, I want you to have those six months funded, not three to six months. I want you to have six months funded, and I want this to grow as you approach retirement age. Why? Because cash is security. No matter what happens, sure, your cash is losing value every single month, but right now, at the time of recording this, we are in a time where interest rates are getting close to 5% on a high-yield savings account alone. So this is a great time to hold cash for a lot of people. Now, sure, inflation is outpacing those interest rates, which is partially a reason why we don't want to hold a ton of money in cash, but at least having six months of an emergency fund in cash by the time you hit 40 is going to be powerful for you to put your financial bulletproof vest on. We want to have bulletproof our finances. We want to make sure our finances are okay Going into our 40s, how do we do that? The emergency fund is the biggest protector available there. So having six months there and allowing it to grow a little bit. I've talked about this before, but by the time I reach retirement age, I want to make sure that I have at least one year, if not a little bit more in cash so that if anything happens in life, I have one to two years to figure it out. And I want to make sure that that's available to me. So I don't care what the implications are of inflation and how it's reducing the value of those dollars. I want to have one to two years cash. Why? Because it gives me peace of mind. And Money is there to reduce your stress, reduce your anxiety, and give you peace of mind. That's part of what money is there to do. It's a tool to do that. For me, that's absolutely amazing for me. So I want you to get to this point. Make sure that you are trying to save at least up to six months by that time frame. Number five is having an 800 plus credit score. Now, this is a very important one as well, because having a high credit score is not to show off your credit score, go to different parties and say, hey, look at my Experian report. I got an 800 credit score. What it is there to do, though, it is there to reduce the amount of money that you pay when you take on debt like a mortgage payment. And it's also to help you qualify for different things as well. Now, why is this important? You've heard us talk about the six to seven figure decisions, the $1 million decisions that you need to be focusing on. If you look at something like mortgage interest, for example, and you see the difference between a 2% interest rate and a 6 to 7% interest rate, you're paying over $1,000 every single month more for the same exact house if your interest rate is higher. Your credit score is partially what helps reduce that interest rate over time. Say you buy a house in a high interest rate environment, and all of a sudden interest rates drop. Well, if you have a nice credit score of 750, 800, 825, you'll be able to get the lowest interest rate you possibly can what happens when you do that? You pay way less over time than somebody who has a much lower interest rate. And a $1,000 differential is a million dollar investment decision because if you invest $1,000 per month, get a 10% rate of return, you will have a million dollars over the course of 30 years if you got that 10% rate of return. This is why we want to have a high credit score. So we just had a recent episode talking about how to improve your credit and your credit score. Make sure you check out that episode out because we talk about the 80-20 method on how to 80-20 your credit score so that you can bring it up if it is, low let's jump to break and we'll come back to number six we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate is it to search at all don't search match with indeed this show, will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash personal finance. Just go to Indeed.com slash personal finance right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash personal finance. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. One of the hardest things about managing your money A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y.com slash PFP for your extended 30-day free trial. The key to winning in any business is making sure you have the right business partner. An example is Procter & Gamble or Ben & Jerry. But what about the perfect partners when it comes to growing your business? That's you and Shopify Banking services and debit card provided by the Corp Bank, NA, or Stride Bank, NA, members FDIC. SpotMe eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply. Early access to direct deposit funds depends on payer. Out-of-network ATM withdrawal fees may apply. Number six is you want to have five times your annual spending saved up. Now, Why is it five times your annual spending? Why would we have five times our annual spending saved up at the age of 40? Well, at the age of 40, if you have five times your annual spending saved up, that means in most situations that you are coast fire. If you want to spend the exact same amount that you're spending right now in retirement and you have five times your annual spending saved up, then you can be coast fire. Now, we have two episodes where we've talked about coast fire if you've never heard of it. But what this means is that no matter what happens, the amount of dollars that you have invested If you have five times your annual salary invested, that means if you did not put another dollar into that account, your money would grow enough to be able to draw down enough money by the time you hit traditional retirement age to spend what you're spending now. This is powerful. And if you do this by the age of 40, that means you have to worry less about retirement. Now, obviously, if you want to hit it faster, you're going to stay aggressive. You're going to keep hitting your investment goals. You're going to keep hitting that savings rate. You're going to make sure you're doing all the right things. But at least your backup plan is if anything happens in life, at least I have the amount invested that I need in order to hit traditional retirement age. I don't have to worry as much. So this reduces your stress, reduces your anxiety by the time you turn age 40. So ways to do this if you're not doing it already is calculate what your Coast Fire number is. How do you do that? There's a bunch of great Coast Fire calculators. We'll link up one down below in the show notes so that you can check it out. But check out a couple of those Coast Fire calculators. Run the numbers on there so that you can see what is my Coast Fire number? What do I need to hit by the age of 40? And if you're over the age of 40, try to get to Coast Fire as fast as you possibly can so that you can worry less. Number seven, have a plan for long-term healthcare. So there's a couple of things that you can do when it relates to this. Number one is if you have an HSA or a health savings account and you started one early enough, then you can utilize some of these funds to be able to pay for certain qualified medical expenses. That's plan number one. And if you haven't heard our episode talking about an HSA, you can go back. It's one of our early episodes. I think it was like 23 or 24, but go check out the HSA. We call it the super retirement account for a number of reasons, but that's number one. Number two is you got to think through, well, what does my long term health care look like? Do I have children who are going to be able to take care of me or do I need to get long term care insurance? Now, you want to talk to somebody to see if long term care insurance is right for you because it's not right for everybody and it's very expensive and it's very complicated to understand. So thinking through if you need that or disability insurance is another one where you can see within your personal financial situation, do I need either of these or do I have enough money to cover some of these options? So making sure you have long-term healthcare plan by age 40 is very, very important. And by age 50 is imperative. So making sure that you have that set up already and getting it out of the way is really, really important. Number eight is having an estate plan in order. Now, We just did an episode recently back in November talking about trusts versus wills, and we went through the process of why I think everybody, no matter how old you are, needs a will. Wills are very easy to set up, and you can use something like trustandwill.com, which is my favorite place to do it because they set it up super easy. I just did one for my dad. On trustandwill.com, and it felt like it was almost too easy to set up that will. So, making sure you have this set up is a very easy process. It's an inexpensive process, but you need to have at least a will in place. Now, if your net worth is over a million dollars, then considering a trust may be the second best option for you. So, looking at your financial situation, if your net worth is over a million dollars, which a lot of people who listen to this podcast, if you start listening to this podcast in your 20s and you're implementing what we're talking about, you will have a million dollars by the time you turn age 40 or at least a net worth of a million dollars. So, continuing to take on some of these steps Will be something imperative for you to then consider a trust as well. But trustedwill.com is my favorite place it's where I did mine. It's the easiest place to do it. They'll walk you through the steps and it's very, very easy to do that. But you want to make sure that everything is being handed down to the right people the way that you want it to be handed down to them including your possessions, including your children, including your pets, all of these different things need to be in order. So you have to have this by the age of 40. You need to really have at least a will by the time you are an adult on your own because you're going to have possessions that you want available and you want to make sure that they're going to the right folks. Number nine, Is If you have aging parents, start to talk to your aging parents about money. What you need to do here is you need to develop a plan because if you have aging parents, are you going to take them into your house if they cannot take care of themselves? What is their retirement plans? You need to understand how all of this is going to work because you may need to start saving dollars in order to take care of your parents if they did not set up a plan for themselves. So making sure that you talk to them and have these conversations is imperative. Why does this matter so much? This matters so much because if you have a financial blip within this situation, and this is a very sensitive situation, then it could take your retirement back years and years and years. So making sure that you have this conversation with aging parents, depending on how you want to take care of them, is going to be imperative going forward. What are their plans? Do they have long-term care insurance? Do they have reserves set up so they can live through retirement? What are all of these different things? You need to weigh out the options and have these conversations. Number 10, and this is a very, very important one, by the age of 40, you need to know the exact amount that you want to spend in retirement. Why does this matter? This matters because you need to know your target goal so that you can hit that target goal. How do you do this? Say, for example, you wanna spend $80,000 per year in retirement. Well, if you wanna spend $80,000 per year in retirement, you need $2 million saved up and invested in a brokerage account, your Roth IRA, your 401k, all of those areas combined, you need $2 million saved up. What is this based on? This is based on the 4% rule. So the 4% rule states that you can draw down 4% of your portfolio every single year and be able to preserve that money throughout retirement. So if you want to do this, you need to know the exact amount that you want to spend in retirement. In order to do that, you have to know that by age 40. By age 40, this is imperative that you know this. Sure, it can adjust up or down, but you need to know the exact amount that you think you're going to need right now so that you can work towards those goals. You know what your Coast Fire number is. You know what your financial independence number is, and maybe you can achieve it in the next five years and you didn't even know it. You got to know the exact number that you want to spend when it comes to that point. Along the same token this number 11. You need to know your exact savings rate. Your savings rate is one of the most important numbers that you have to know. It's imperative that you know what your savings rate is. And if you don't know what it is, make sure you start to do the math. How do you do the math? You look at how much money you are bringing in every single month and what percentage of that money are you saving towards investments and savings. Investments is more important overall because that's the money you're going to be living on in retirement. But in addition, if you're putting money towards your emergency fund, that is still part of your savings rate. If you're putting money towards wealth building activities like assets including real estate, businesses, all these different things, then knowing that savings rate and where that money is going so that it can produce more income for you is imperative by the time you turn age 40. Everybody should know their savings rate. I don't care how old you are, but by age 40, you have to know what that is. Number 12, Have life insurance in order. So, we have an episode coming up on life insurance. It's gonna be one of the most exciting episodes we've ever done. But, in all seriousness, life insurance is very important. And for most people, 99% of people, all they need is term life insurance. And the way that term life insurance works is that it sets you up in a position throughout your earning years that if your income was disrupted, meaning something happened to you or something happened to your spouse, and people depend on your income. That your income could be replaced with a large lump sum from the insurance company that's how term insurance works but you're paying a very low percentage every single month so for example let's say you want a half a million dollars in insurance coverage well if you want a half a million dollars in insurance coverage you can pay 25 to 35 dollars per month and be able to get that coverage all the way up. And then it terms by a certain age. Usually it's 59 or 60, depending on how you set it up early on. And then the thought process is by the time you turned age 60, you're not going to need that term insurance anymore because you have your nest egg built up so term insurance is really cheap helps you funnel throughout your earning years and then once your earning years are over you don't have that insurance anymore because you have that nest egg built up that will take care of the people who depend on your income by the time you turn age 60 that's the easiest way to understand term insurance and it's really really low cost now what about IULs what about whole life what about all these other things the fees on other insurance products are extremely high now do they fit certain people's situation a very small population so if you want to talk to somebody make sure that you understand what the fees are, because most of the time, the person selling you the life insurance policy is making way more money than you are. Now, second thing to note, life insurance is not an investment. The people that are pushing MPI and all these other IULs, this is not an investment. Let me say this again. This is not an investment. You need to understand that because for 99% of people, unless somebody sets it up correctly for you, it is not an investment. Now, the ultra wealthy, there are things that they can do within life insurance because they have the right people setting it up for them that can help them out through that process. But for most people, life insurance is not an investment. Number 13, avoid a midlife crisis by focusing on physical and mental health. So there's actually a very large percentage of people who go through a midlife crisis. So focusing on your mental and physical health is going to help you go through this process. Why is it important not to have a midlife crisis? For some people, sure, it's healthy. You can do whatever you want. If you want to buy the sports car and you have the additional funds because you built out that wealth to do it, that's fantastic. But if you don't have the funds to have a midlife crisis, then you want to avoid this because this can cause financial ruin and it has for a lot of people. The statistics have come out showing that it takes people seven, eight, nine, and 10 years back just by having a midlife crisis because they spend so much money on weird things. So making sure you avoid this by focusing on your mental your physical health is really gonna be helpful. Health is wealth. We're gonna have an episode coming out about that as well because I'm gonna show you how you can implement health and wealth together and how really closely correlated they actually are. But you need to make sure that you are focusing on your mental health every day, focusing on your physical health every day to avoid some things like midlife crisis and to avoid long-term medical bills as well. So there's a lot of things that correlate here, but making sure you take care of yourself is number 13. Number 14, is if you're interested in other investment methods like real estate, like buying boring businesses, that you start doing it when you're young in your 20s or 30s, or you start doing it now in your early 40s. Why? Because you want to have these systems down in place so that you can build out the portfolio you need, especially if you're doing a hybrid method. Hybrid method, meaning investing in something like stocks and index funds and ETFs, in addition to something like real estate or boring businesses. If you're doing that method, you want to have your toes in the water by now, by the time you turn to age 40. Now, obviously, you can do it later. I've seen people start investing in real estate at age 48, 49, and 50 and building out a portfolio of 100 rentals by the time they're age 55. So it's not something where you have to do it now, but you really want to get the processes down so that you have a much easier time getting towards retirement age by buying some of these alternative assets if that's something that you are very interested in. So listen, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode about the 13 plus financial goals to achieve before 40. If you guys have any questions, make sure you hit me up on Instagram or TikTok at Master Money Co. And if you got value out of this episode, share this episode with a family member or friend. And please leave those five star rating and reviews. I cannot thank you guys enough for leaving those ratings and reviews. Listen, our goal with this podcast is to bring you as much value as we possibly can can. We want every single person in this world to learn how to build wealth. That's the entire goal of this show. We truly appreciate each and every single one of you listening to this episode. Hope you learned a ton today. Thank you so much. I appreciate each and every single one of you, and we will see you on the next episode.